0: Welcome to Sweeping the Country one more time, a special vault edition, and boy, the timing is perfect on this one, Jimmy. George Clooney is who
1: we're talking about, and he's definitely politicized himself, and like Susan Sarandon and like so many other people, they've chosen a side instead of staying in the Dolly Parton neutral zone, you know, where no one really knows what they stand for. Right. George is just not that kind of guy. When he likes something or doesn't like it, he goes for it. Yeah. And... Try to put that on the back burner and just look at him as somebody who was a kid from Cincinnati, Ohio. His father was a news anchor. He had a famous aunt named Rosemary Clooney. Oh yeah. He ended up going out with her as like a valet on the road with this older woman. And that's a whole book in and of itself and a movie in itself. And then he goes out to Hollywood. He's in a bunch of forgettable stuff. And then like some of them do, not many of these wannabes, he got lucky And he got ER, and it took off. And he was a big TV star. And with that big TV star, he had a chance to do some movies. And so we're gonna, and became a very famous person. And so we talk a couple of times, and today the first thing we happen to be doing is the movie Batman and Robin. And, you know, George is this big personality. He becomes Batman, and it goes on from here. All right, George.
2: Beautiful face here on the cover. Oh, of what's that? Magazine. A picture of me. I haven't like, seen that in a while. I like guess picture behind him. He's an egomaniac. This is say, just
3: like my house at home. I have this all. My bedroom looks like this, with or
2: without cowl. Yeah, no cowl. Listen cowl to cowl. this comment here. That's okay. Think about. Is his perpetually upbeat demeanor merely the way Clooney blocks the entrance into his bleak and tortured soul? Mm. That's deep stuff for That's us deep. magazine.
3: That is deep. I know. I, I wrote that and put it out there. I just like the way it sounded. I did. don't know what it's what he's trying to no, say, but it's I don't cute. even know all the words. It was beautiful. Um, I know it's true, and and I have been hiding my deep, deep, deep dark secret that really I'm, I'm Robin inside. And I,
2: well, sometimes we we all get down and we try to make ourselves be up by being fun. And I know sure. I do the same thing. Sure. They just don't understand it. Do they? they don't understand. They don't, they don't get don't it. Care.
3: All right. Then you go to a bell tower and start shooting people. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. That's the next
3: step. That's we'll the other.
2: You know, isn't it weird that so many people that you don't even know know so much about you or yeah, think it's funny, that they isn't it? do?
3: But I know a lot about you, too.
2: Well, that's true. But that's I another of, story. Yeah, I'm not really part. allowed to talk about that. <clears throat> but they know your hair is named. Is, is, I didn't know what this is. Caesar is what they call your hair.
3: Oh, they did? Yeah. Well, I think that was. You know what I think that was? That was a haircut I had for uh, when I did From Dusty's Dawn and had to keep it on the show for yeah. about three or four months. And I think uh, that became the hair, you know, when, it's, when it was brushed down on my forehead that uh, I haven't had in a year and a half, but that won't matter. That's what my hair was for a while. One thing
2: I know, I can think about you already. Mm. I think you'll be the first to defend somebody if you think they need to fit in. So there's a little bit of Batman in you.
3: So there's a little Batman. I like little that. A little Batman in you, and let's mm. take that little girl right
2: there. Yeah. I don't think you were too thrilled about how she got dumped on, basically, she about got she dumped was on. fat and all this other yeah, stuff. she's
3: tw- 20 years old. Yeah. You know, come on. That's 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 not fair, and it's not accurate. By the way, she looked great in the movie. Mm -hmm. She's, um, uh, you know, people. uh, When when a twenty-year-old or a nineteen-year-old girl's weight is the issue on the cover of you know the Wall Street Journal, that gets that goes too far, and it's not, it shouldn't be. um, It's not what this business was designed to be about, and it certainly shouldn't be what it's about. And that was it was mean. It was mean-spirited by a lot of people. Uh, from journalists to studio people, to, uh, there was a lot of people involved and it was mean. But see, there is a
2: little Batman in you because you'll defend her. You got after those Stalker Rosies, by the way, mm. which were at the airport, so you hadn't gotten rid of all of them. No, I haven't gotten when rid got of any of the them. When I got off the plane uh, at yeah. American Airlines the other day, they were there at the other end with their were? little yeah. 8 millimeter camera.
3: Oh, yeah. No, I actually were in the middle of trying to win that one at the airport now, which is to say if you are going to be behind, uh, if you're going to be at the airport and taking videotape with the purpose of selling it, then you have to have a press pass. That's all. Don't say you can't do it, just say then you have to have a press pass.
2: And then you've got the people that run around the airport now, have you seen these?
3: That have these little trailers Mm -hmm. and they've got all these different pictures for you to autograph. Oh, I know. Well, that's different. That's people, because they take those pictures and they sell them. Mm -hmm. That's people trying to make uh, some sort of a livelihood and I guess that's okay. Uh, I tried to not, I tried to, now I just say I'll sign them if I can sign it to someone, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to just sign them, sign them. you know they gotta make a living. I don't bust them for that. They, they sometimes do it at the wrong times. But so you really
2: couldn't say no to being the new Batman, could you? When no. they offer all that kind of money to you, you'd be the biggest movie in the but world. But it
3: wasn't even the money. It was the fact is. Um, Uh, You know, I'm I'm still, the jury's still out on whether or not I'm gonna make it in feature films or not. You know, I've made it in television, I'm successful in television, but I haven't had a feature film that really blew out. One Fine Day did pretty well. Uh, Dawn opened well and then did okay, but nothing's really jumped. This is an opportunity for me to be in a film that may, may not, but may end up being very successful, and if it is, then I get to be part of that. Not the reason for it, but part of it. Um, And it's Batman. You know, bottom line is mm-hmm. I get to be Batman, and that's, I, I was three years old and in the, I have a picture of me at three in the bat costume. <laughs> you know, it's a lifelong thing.
2: And, it, and it's fun, isn't it?
3: Oh. Maybe physically hard, but it's fun. Physically hard, but, you know, not, not cutting tobacco like I used to do and not uh, uh, selling ladies' shoes, which is a tough job. And you know, other jobs that I've had, uh, selling insurance door-to-door, that's hard this is uh this was there were times it was tough but for the most part really very easy
2: my father did this a lot and i think your father was a pretty stern guy i knew him being a news guy Mm -hmm.
3: did he ever say george you do a lot of stupid things Mm -hmm. sure always um uh, he thought coming out to be an actor was stupid my father did Uh, i think more along the lines of he was afraid of the disappointment and me having to go through all that because he'd seen that with uh, many mm-hmm. members of our family. So he knew that that was... Driving right. to, I, I learned this, you went to, a,
2: to get married, you drove a Winnebago from Los Angeles to Las Vegas and got married? Got married, yeah. That falls into the...
3: The stupid area? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That wasn't the smartest. That wasn't my best. The
2: Winnebago was fun, probably.
3: Oh, we had a good but time. that was the big trip. Sure. You know. That was big. I kept the Winnebago. You <laughs> did? <laughs> Is the pig still around, by the way? Uh, boy, that was, I've never had an opening like that for yes. a joke no, I'm not going to go there. Uh, n- yes, the pig I've had for ten years now. I didn't know if it was still around because you had yeah. a girlfriend. I know well, also has... because, you know, the holidays come and the pig starts to sweat a little right through the Thanksgiving holidays and the Christmas <laughs> thing.
2: we we'll get the Fourth of July coming.
3: Which... Uh, you don't eat really, you don't, you don't max for the, hol- for the big holidays. We do
2: in Alabama.
3: We do. I save him for the, um, I call him the Earthquake Survival Kit. Oh. Big one hits, you put that apple right in his mouth. Well, you did good, son. Thanks, man
1: yeah in that room, we were surrounded by all these pictures of himself as Batman, so we've you know we talked about that obviously at the front, oh yeah, uh, I like this guy he it as you listen to these conversations, they're very informal, even though it was semi formal setting. yeah, it just felt like two guys sitting at a cocktail lounge, you know, having a drink and just chatting about stuff and that's just what it felt like and this is from nineteen 19- 96 all right just between us guys no one's watching this anyway okay good how many times you screw up that scene with michelle
2: pfeiffer so
3: you kiss her over and over again um 20 30 times i think it was the first day of shooting we had to shoot that oh, scene That's It really a was awkward. if i
2: started out with that one huh? yeah
3: why not and uh, originally there was no kiss in it uh, at all and then the producers added a added a kiss which i was glad for i voted for in fact i wanted to do the whole cable version you know with yeah. the Getting you know. to
2: know
1: you. Yeah. Would have been away.
3: <laughs> but nothing. Yeah, it was fun. Um, it, it's always awkward, you know. It's, uh, but it's funny because you'll see actors talk about love scenes and they'll go, you know, it's always so technical. And there's all these people standing around. Hey, I'm kissing Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, there's nobody else in the see, room. I always
2: thought she's pretty hot stuff anyway. Yeah, she's I mean, pretty good. I've been watching her from when she did a movie called Hollywood Nights with Tony driving. Remember that?
3: With, uh, Tubby's driving. I love that's that movie. Right. There was kind of Go see that
2: one, folks. That's a funny movie. <laughs> it is
3: funny actually. Is.
2: Well, we would like it, which is an embarrassing movie in some cases for but I love it. I think it was a drive in movie. You yeah. Know. It's great. It's great. You're a 20-year overnight success, pretty much, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's funny because people say, "Oh, George Clooney, you know, you've just been around a couple of years," but you know, you were kind of scrounging around here for a long time.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I'm 73 years old, in fact. Does
2: you know. so it feel good to finally, you know, not have to worry about where your next paycheck's coming from for a little while?
3: For a little while, you know, you'd be stupid if you think that that's permanent. I mean, I think the advantage of being my age and getting success is you've seen. Besides my family who've been up and down that road, you also get to take a look at it and go, well, we all know what this is, and we know how long you're allowed kind of uh, in the public eye before people get sick of seeing you. I get sick of, you know, we're doing these interviews, and I'll, do, I'll talk about myself for about a day, and then I'm sick <laughs> of me, and I really like me, so you've got to figure that's going to wear out pretty quick. When you finally got some cash, what would you do stupid? Did you buy anything like really just dumb? No, I've always done, uh, I've usually been pretty good about my money, you know, I've I've been making money, like a a regular, Mm -hmm. you know, making, you know, a good regular salary for about 15 years, you know, I've been working, so... Uh, so I've, I never really kind of, you know, my, our family, you know, my dad had a, uh, he'd have a variety show in Cincinnati and we'd be a big hit and we'd live in a mansion and then <laughs> we'd, uh, and then suddenly we'd be broke and out of work and living in a trailer. So uh, my thing was always about saving my money pretty good. So I was pretty good. Although I, I do have, a, I go out on some cars every once in a while. See. Everybody has something. Gotta have some cars. Yeah, some people go out and buy a car, a computer. You go out pig. Yeah, I get a pig. You get extra pig. Well, you can't get the Kentucky out of me. I so call my earthquake survival kit.
2: You still have your pig? Yeah, he's, yeah I've he, had it for nine years. What now. is this thing? Is it one of those Vietnamese uh, uh,
3: pot belly pigs? Yeah. He's what do uh, they
2: do? I mean, do they come to you when you
3: come home at night? That's a little personal, bring I'm not the allowed piper? to answer that question. <laughs> I, I tell you the truth, but uh, um, yeah, they, I always knew that. They bring my slippers. <laughs> you know, um, no, you know he's—I got him when he was just a tiny, tiny little thing, and they said they're miniature. And of course, that was the problem—is you think that they're going to stay? They're miniature compared to a prize-winning hog, <laughs> you know, but uh, huge thing. He's 160 pounds, so. What's his name? Max. Max. Does he
2: watch television? Does he watch
3: ER? I make him, yeah. I come home and quiz him on it.
2: <laughs> or does he watch the tabloid shows? Right, yeah, he watches <laughs> our You know, my boss, he's the sexiest man on television.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he likes. <laughs> that must be really
2: weird, I'm telling you. I mean, do you ever get, right, so you're at home, you ever start screaming out for craft services or something
3: like that? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> do you ever
2: get hooked up? I mean, you really kind of, it'd be easy to get the big head now. really. It
3: uh, really would be. Oh, yeah, you know, it would be, I think, if uh, if for a couple of things, if 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 my family, if like my aunt Rosemary hadn't been famous and right. then not, you know, Rosemary was the biggest hit in the world in 1950, and by 1955 she wasn't. Uh, she didn't get to be less of a singer along those mm-hmm. five years. In fact, she got better. Things change. Um, she at that point didn't handle it very well. She says. Um, so uh, you know, my the legacy that I get from that is I get to learn that this has very little to do with you, and to really enjoy every bit of this, and also understand that you know it'll go away, and to know who your friends are. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you a lot of people just up. want
2: to be around you now because you're famous, and you have to kind of separate that, don't you?
3: You can see if you have any sense of people at all, you can see that you know coming a mile away, because you know most people have the same friends they've had for a long period sure. of time, and you you know you don't bail out on them, and uh, uh, and you just you know, charge them every once in a while, make them pay you.
2: Is yeah, so it easy to get screwed up as a guy with all these girls throwing himself at you? Because, I mean, you're not a bad-looking guy, but, you know, you're rather famous. And well, hot. I'm kind you're of attracted the, to you, too, you know, <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact. And, uh, you're the hot thing of the day, so that would right. be kind of strange. I mean, you got to keep your head straight and on to that, too, don't you? Yeah,
3: but, you know, um, if you're an actor working in Los Angeles uh, at all, if you're on a television series, and I've been doing that, I've been on a TV series straight for 15 years, you're pretty used to being around beautiful women and being successful and getting some attention. So that's all a little Old news for me, you know. I've kind of I've been down that road for a long time. You know, just tell Max hello for me. I will. <laughs> nice you. Hey, nice it's seeing right.
0: you. You know, the other thing about George Clooney, and I love him. I think he he just seems like a nice guy. He's funny, uh, but he's a good looking dude. I mean, this guy, oh, yeah. He's gone from good looking as a young guy to good looking midlife, good looking as he gets older. He just yeah. he just and he's not arrogant. He seems like he's really down to earth.
1: No, he is not about that at all. And, uh, you know, he had good luck with that Ocean's Eleven series. Oh, that was great. That was probably the best thing that's happened to him. Although we have liked him in this movie uh, that I love. And it's one of my favorite action. I've seen it. I probably watched it five or six times. Oh, it's great. I love Uh, it. I love it. It's George Clooney and Nicole Kidman called The Peacemaker. It was in 1997. Uh, He plays a military specialist analyst. She plays a CIA analyst or... NSA, one of those in Washington. You've got a nuke train that's been stolen yeah. over in Russia, it's and right. it's just—it's got the Mimi Leader. I think Mimi was her first name. Leader L E D E R yeah. was the director of this female director. It needed to be a big hit. It was a well-made movie, great movie, good it was. score, it was everything. Everything about it was good, and it was it, it just had it all. And why it didn't do well, I mean, the box office, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know if it's done well. I haven't looked lately. It was a very expensive movie to make.
0: I can imagine. I, uh, yeah, I can imagine. Because
1: it was all a location in Europe. Uh, I don't know if it's done better in its afterlife or syndication or whatever. But yeah. we talked about uh, a lot of subjects when I'm with George. Everything from his pet pig to you know paparazzi to everything else. Right. And this happens to be we were uh, talking about the movie and his life the peacemaker
2: george it's great to see you've been fighting at s&m bars and yeah, everything since was, i've seen you last well time.
1: you know it's hard to get the leather mask and the ball out of your mouth
3: so that was not true no that's not true not true no i had a little scene at a at a bar once with a, a guy named some guy named robin who was a photographer who followed me into the men's room tried to take a picture of me while i was going to the bathroom so i took his camera away and the police came and arrested him
2: oh man. The latest tabloid thing is mm-hmm. they've got you installing a sprinkler in your front yard that you can operate from inside the house that cuts on and you can get tourists wet when they come into your yard.
3: Well I hadn't thought of that, <laughs> but I, I kind of like it.
2: I'm not kidding. That was in the last really? week, yes.
3: Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. I you like can't make it. this
2: stuff up. You know, I'm, I'm gonna start George getting my ideas
3: from there. <laughs> I'm gonna start using the tabloids to get my ideas. Mm.
2: This movie is a lot. I think this was maybe the best thing you've done yet. It's a good movie. I really do. I, it moves. It's like Air Force One. Yeah, and I really love I think love that's it. a good compliment.
3: I think it's. A, oh, that's a great compliment. I say anything. Wolfgang Peterson does is, a, or Harrison Ford. Um, this movie really is great. It's something I'm really proud of. It's a movie that I would go see. It's a movie that I like and enjoy. And and I was so we weren't surprised by it. It was just a lot. It was so much work, and you mm-hmm. do it in such small pieces. You, you always
2: probably out. found yourself running and jumping, though, don't you? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, also, what you find is from the minute we got to New York and we know there's a bomb in New York, Mm -hmm. there is a a constant, you know, drive. mm -hmm. And we started shooting that first. So I knew early on, Mimi and I knew early on that we had to really drive this stuff. And it's hard when you start the Mm -hmm. movie to go, let's go, go. You're on 100 and you can back off a little
2: bit, but that's pretty wild. Uh, You know, you're at a point in your career now where a lot of people are around you saying how wonderful you are and that kind of thing. Do you have somebody around you can tell you when you stink?
3: Yeah, all my friends.
2: Are oh, your regular friends? Yeah,
3: well, they do. Let's it. leave my ex-wife out of this. one. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what they do. I, I, all my buddies have been my buddies for fifteen years. They're all we call them the boys, and they're always around. and we Play basketball together every Sunday and talk almost every day. And they're all the same guys. Do you, know. you ask them for criticism, or you, they offer it on their own? No, but you, you, they don't have to offer criticism. If you're talking about acting-wise, mm-hmm. n- we've never gotten into that because that's got to be. That's got to be your own barometer, mm-hmm. uh, acting wise. But career wise or life wise, someone will come up and go, you know, oh, you're the greatest, and your friends will go, yeah, you're the greatest. And You go, thank you. You're media you darling,
2: to be specific. That's what you're called, anyway. Right. I'm well, that's they call you darling, or just call you media darling.
3: Well, my friend just call all my friends just call me darling. Darling, darling, I knew that. Um, that's it's really important to keep those same, that same group of people because the minute you abandon that, you do lose that that kind of check and balance thing. Um, and then you start to believe all of that stuff. With all this movie stuff, and it's a whole different deal than doing the television show, mm-hmm. right? Sure, yeah, completely different.
2: Is it a little hard to go, are you back and doing
3: ER yet? Oh yeah, we've been back for five weeks now. So is that a little different, getting back into that groove? I tell you something, I, would, I, I actually thought it might be there for a minute, and then I walked on the set the first day and we were all there, the whole cast, and it's home you know I get out there and I'm standing there and it's all my friends and we're all sitting around laughing and and it's Tony and Noah and Eric and we're all just having a great time again it is where I love to work most and where I like to be most of the time and And you can have
2: somewhat of a normal life while you're doing that while you're doing the the show
3: it's trickier than it's tougher than any hour show and hour shows are the trickiest of television because uh, you work the longest hours and this is these are ridiculous hours but um, but they go by so fast cuz you do- we're doing so much dialogue you know we're doing all that medical stuff so mm-hmm. you spend the whole day learning medical techniques and stuff now that it's over mm-hmm. the
2: batman thing mm-hmm. uh, where do you, where do you stand temperature wise on that deal you disappointed you happy you think it
3: uh. um i mixed i suppose i uh, I would imagine that Warner brothers would think of it as a disappointment i uh for me it did everything exactly uh, that I thought and or, or could have hoped mm-hmm. for it to do, in in my opinion of the movie, um, I thought I thought it fell short. I thought that, uh, but on the other hand, it's the fourth, so I don't know if the fourth doesn't just automatically fall short anyway. Um, but I. Y- it's, it's a tough call for But me. you
2: can't take credit for that movie if it was even more successful, and you really can't take blame for well, that movie. I don't know that you? I
3: can't take blame for the, for the movie failing. I don't know that that's true. Because I, I, Batman
2: I, doesn't have much to do in the Batman movies.
3: No, he doesn't. Which is weird. That's true, but when I watch the movie, I look at it and I go, well, all right, it didn't work on, uh, on certain levels. Mm-hmm. It worked okay. You know, It's a $105, yeah. $110 million flop. <laughs> you know, it's made $220 million worldwide, know. and it's a flop. It's not a flop. But it is, in a way, because it's certainly less than all the other movies made. Um, so you watch it, and you go, I'm watching it, I'm thinking, well, it doesn't work. And then I have to look around and not just look at everyone else, but look at myself, too, and say, well, it doesn't work. What else could I have done? I don't know yet what else I could have done, and I think it's going to take some time to figure it out. But I would imagine that I, had, I have some culpability in there somewhere, so I'll have you to figure that out. And that's a hard one to say, but this movie, it is a lot of you,
2: mm-hmm. and it's going to make it or break it. I think it's on your shoulders. To it's on degree. my shoulders. Yeah. And this one, I think you can look in the mirror and say, "Okay, I did about as good as I can do on this."
3: I did my job in this. I mm-hmm. know that. I I look at the movie and go, "I like it." Um, uh, I think I, I missed a couple of scenes. You know, you'll look at it as an actor and go, eh, "I could have done that better. I could have done." That. But I like the movie. Mm-hmm. I like, and that's a real compliment to Mimi. <laughs> she did a hell of a job. She, she really did. She I took, see. you know, standard things like a car chase scene, and made it a. Uh, uh, Something that we haven't seen maybe but a few times ever, mm-hmm. you know, made it really exciting. And we don't like car scenes anymore because they're boring. Mm-hmm. And it was really exciting, and a lot of the stuff. I think it was a real thrill. And you're mean in this movie, at times. Yeah, yeah, Killer I like mean,
2: for... Bad guy, not a darling at all. No, no, mm-hmm. there's no darling. No darling in this movie. No. He's macho man. Sure. All right.
1: God, there were so many movies he's done, and like he said in one of those interviews, you know, he really wasn't a proven movie star. It's not a guaranteed thing. This movie with Julia Robertson, George will do anything for whatever reason. It looks
0: like a comedy, Jimmy. I mean, I was watching some of the trailers and I thought, can he deliver? You know, I mean, he did Men Who Stare at Goats or whatever, and that just kind of bombed for me. Uh, But, you know, maybe he's going to be great in a comedy. I don't know. Well,
1: he did a, he was a direct, he's very talented. Yeah. He was a director in a movie called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I love that movie. It's about Chuck Barris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, game yeah. show producer that was also a spy, and I think that's true. The Ocean Eleven's movies were good for him. The uh, ER stuff was very, very good oh, for it him. That was great for him, yeah. But I'm some sure. of this other stuff, from Dusk Till Dawn, 1996, crime comedy out of sight, I don't know. Yeah. Three Kings was another one that was a satire. That was wrong. So he's done some good stuff. The Monuments Men, I don't remember. Yeah. I think that was in the, the Ides of March – so his movie stuff, there was Siriana, a east thriller. I don't know yeah. about George, but I know I like him as just a person. He seems to be a really good dad. He's a very glib person, as you can tell in these interviews. And he was easily likable from the first time we ever sat down. He, he was approachable and, and, and just easy to talk to. And that's really, you know, he can make you feel comfortable. And that's a and that's an art in and of itself that not every Hollywood person can do.
0: You know, I've only been with um, been with, and when I say been with, I don't mean been with. You know, but I've only been uh, with a, a famous person like that who made me feel so comfortable that was such a huge star in in my life. And that and you can relate to this, I know you can because you know him very well. Um, but he had a he had a keen sense of doing that too, and that's Garth Brooks. He made you yeah. feel like you were just college buddies or high school buddies. And very nonchalant, very. What do you want to talk about, kind of thing? And George Clooney comes off like that, and and I'll go. I hope it does all right
1: for him. You know, I do too. I don't know that he needs the money. He's he's also gotten extremely wealthy on. Uh, I want to say one some kind of liquor. Or yeah, something.
0: he uh, tequila. I think it's George Clooney. Te- one of those tequila, things, you know, think, one of those yeah.
1: boozes. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people have gotten rich off of that, and I think he's gotten mega rich off of that. He married this lawyer lady. They've had kids. I think they spend a lot of time in uh, somewhere south in Sicily or one of those places like that. He's got it. He's got a good life.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I've always. Liked if you're him.
1: from the area of Cincinnati, you know his dad was Nick Clooney, and Rosemary Clooney was his sister. Nick Clooney was, uh, I think he was the ABC affiliate in Cincinnati for a long time. Yeah, as a news anchor.
0: Huh. Casamigos Tequila, that is the. Uh, that the, it is it. Okay. Yeah, founded by George Clooney, uh-huh. and I think he sold it. I think he did. I think that's how yeah. he got his money. And you know, there's a few
1: people that have really done well in that, and a lot of people that have come behind him. But yeah. more than a few of these rich people have become richer with booze. Well, Kenny Chesney's blue chair.
0: Oh yeah. Blue uh, chair. Brand,
1: rum. Yeah. Uh, uh the redheaded Sammy Hagar oh, yeah. has made a fortune. Why not? Well, Brad's think... got one. Brad Paisley's got one that's what a, is his some kind of Kentucky whiskey. I've got it up here. Let's see.
0: I just drank, uh, you know. I just drank Alan Jackson's bourbon. I just had it uh, last week. American Highway. American Highway.
1: American Highway is the name of Brad's, and he ages it by taking it around in eighteen wheelers while he's on tour. <laughs> they carrying barrels and eighteen wheels behind them. I don't know. You know. I love it. Whiskey. That's a strange thing.
0: Yes, it is. I just sat around the fireplace with Brian Wright. Would you? <clears> you just saw him this last weekend. I saw him, too, and we stayed at his place, and he broke out Alan Jackson's private label, Bourbon. And I can't remember yeah. the name of it, but it's smooth. I mean,
1: all, I'm that, telling you, so many of them have some kind of brew of beer. Uh, Luke Bryan has beer, I think.
0: That's crazy. Some kind of yeah. uh,
1: something beer that he sells down his place. Uh, B- Blake Shelton's got some kind of uh, booze. Let me ask Kobe you something. Steve made a lot of money on this. Metzcal or whatever it's oh, yeah. called.
0: Mezcal, yeah. Let me ask you something. What would, George Strait. What would the Jimmy Carter alcohol be? What would it be if they bottled a, a bottle of booze and you put your name on it?
1: It'd have to be something that I would drink. Uh, Cream de menthe? <laughs> it would have to be either vodka or scotch, or about the oh, only two oh, yeah. boozes that I drink. Yeah. and uh, I like it. And I would always take a martini shaken, but not stirred. I love <laughs>
0: I love it. Hey, uh, thank you for introducing us to George Clooney, a great guy. He seems like just an all around nice guy. Fame in his blood. I mean, obviously, but he did it on his own. Each week we do this. We go into the vault, and Jimmy, you've got so many of these great interviews. I can't wait to see what you got next. In the meantime, uh, we got our news episode coming out, too. So make sure you catch that. We got two podcasts a week. If you need to get in touch with Jimmy for any reason at all, where should they go, Jimmy?
1: AskJimmyCarter.com, and there's all kinds of buttons on that website that'll point you in my direction. You
0: can have a ball right there. If you need to get a hold of me, walkerderek at gmail.com. Until next week, I am Derek Walker. He is... Jimmy Carter. Good day.